here. Your dog got sick. I'm leaving. Hey, taxi! Hey, hey let me hold this. Yeah, yeah. Carrie! Carrie, stop! What are you doing? Toxic chemicals? I'm taking a break. Oh, and, and she just happened to be there with coffee. I diapered your dog! Keep your voice down. What are you doing? Nothing. It's my friend. We're friends. Well, why don't you just fuck her? Then we can both be bad. Okay, guys. Welcome to back to the Mirandas. We have season four, episode seven, and we have a awesome guest who is coming back onto the pod with us, Audrey. Thanks for joining, Audrey. Thank you for having me back. I'm honored once again. Yeah, I am so... When I heard, Audrey, that you wanted to come back on from Sarah, because Sarah pretty much runs the Instagram, I was so excited. (laughs) I was very... Very happy. I feel like we've really come full circle from our initial like pudgy Aiden in a brown blazer episode to like now apparently Aiden goes to the gym. He goes to the gym and he makes comments about not wanting to get soft again in this episode. (laughs) Emotionally soft. So yeah, he's he's a new Aiden. Yes. Wait, so Audrey, the episode you came on for was the one where she broke his heart. She she admits to the affair. Yes. Oh yeah. my God. So this is so perfect. I didn't it's put that so together. Perfect. Okay, so this is a great, great episode for you to come come on. For. So I'm glad you mentioned that because some loyal listeners like myself might remember <laughs> that at the end of the episode when I was on before, we did Fuck Mary Kill. And I chose to kill Aiden, which seemed really harsh at the time because she had cheated on him. And, you know, it was all very sad at the end of that episode. And maybe it wasn't fair to make that choice based on this, but I knew what was coming in future seasons. I do not like his behavior in this episode. And I think that that affected my choice that time. And we'll get to yeah, that. You, yes. you knew what was coming. And um, Aiden was very unlikable in this yes. episode, which is a um, very different for how he's portrayed on the show. And yeah. we really saw a lot of his flawed side, yeah. I mean, a, a flawed side of him. Um, so let's get into a quick summary and then we can kind of figure out where we want to go to. Because there's pretty much two or three plot points that I think are worthy of discussing this episode. And I'm glad so we're all on the same page with that, by the way. Just going to. But Aiden. Yeah. It, yeah. His but, behavior is I mean, triggering. Is, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It is. It yeah. Is. It, it is. And it also like reminded about me when I was like in high school. Like right. it definitely right. was. <laughs> like I've pulled those stunts before. Okay. Um, major <laughs> past aggression. So. In this episode, Carrie is being punished by Aiden for her past indiscretions with with Big, but Aiden is doing this in the most passive-aggressive way. Charlotte in this episode quits her job and kind of figure um, wonders, is this the right move? Um, what am I giving up? What am I gaining? With kind of mixed results from her very career-driven friends. Miranda in this episode hurts her neck and Aiden, the good guy, allegedly, comes to her rescue and kind of takes on the role that, of what Carrie should have done. Samantha in this episode dates a guy who asks her to get a wax. And that's kind of it for Samantha in this episode. It's a really like sad, small plot point. But um, that was also triggering, I think, that plot. So kind of like a simple plot lines, but this was a really great episode. I I enjoyed this episode and I laughed out loud multiple times. So what should we get into first? Agreed. Great summary. Great summary. Audrey, why don't you, since you're our guest, take it away. Where, how, where do you want to get started? I mean, I guess then it's worth starting where the actual episode starts, which is Aiden and Carrie. They're in bed and they're having sex and uh or kind of like leading up to maybe leading up to sex they're like making out first. i think he's inside of her. <laughs> okay <laughs> you, you've intuited that so there you go <laughs> he was mid thrust <laughs> <laughs> so, 
like out or in? Who knows? <laughs> where, where, where was the pendulum at that point? <laughs> we'll never know. So because this is circa, what do we think? Like 2001? Something 2000, like, I think it's 2001. 2001. This is yeah. pre-9-11. Okay. Probably like except August. Yeah. yeah. Big calls and leaves a voicemail, the type that you actually used to hear out loud in a room instead of just shows up on your iPhone. And um, so then the two of them kind of like awkwardly, it, it's so weird. They're sort of, they're making like half statements and they just sort of make these like almost noises at each other. Like, oh, so, uh, oh. no, it's, uh, no, it's uh, okay, 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 okay. And that's yeah. It. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we see this is such an uncomfortable scene. Aiden is on top of Carrie. They are <laughs> making love, as she calls, which kind of an ancient scroll for me, the term yeah. making love. Love <laughs> know, making. <laughs> and, you know, Big calls and leaves this message. He says, hey, kid, what are you up to? It's kind of flirty. And you, Aiden is clearly bothered. And... The next day at brunch, Carrie says that they both finished, and Samantha's very impressed by that. And I, this is the 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 kind of the impetus of like what happens for the rest of the episode is this like kind of moment where Aiden is really hurt, he's really frustrated, and it is and isn't able to communicate it with Carrie. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't know how in that moment they didn't just talk about it. I don't think I could have just like kept having sex. It's bizarre. Yeah. And so <laughs> at, at the at the coffee shop, when Samantha says to Carrie, she advises her like, you know, no one wants to hear about um, their lovers, past lovers, just leave it all in the past. That makes no sense because if Carrie and Aiden had just gotten together, right, they're pretty much strangers to each other. Now they're day. Okay, I understand. I don't really want to hear about who you've slept with before me and vice versa, I assume. They have a history. Mm -hmm. He's met Big in Mm -hmm. person and Big's Mm -hmm. wife. Like, he knows who this person is. He can picture him. He knows that he was married. How can they not talk about it? It's not like, oh, that's just a, a guy I went out with 10 years ago and he still has my number and he left a message. Like, yeah. Right. You right. know, this person. Yeah. That, yeah. And that it's the man no I cheated on you with. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Above all. Right. Well, what's interesting is, well, I, I've wanted to ask you guys, let's say we flipped the roles a little bit. What if Carrie was in bed with big and Aiden left some sort of, hey, I'm back in town type of voicemail. How do you think Big would react or not react? Or what would his, what would his kind of dialogue look like? This, what an alternate universe. Yeah, great thought experiment. Here. I'm just saying, like, when Carrie farted, for example, <laughs> <laughs> like, Big immediately addressed it. Like, he didn't pretend it didn't happen, right? He immediately made a joke out of it. It was like, you know, he didn't avoid it. And so that's why I feel like he wouldn't avoid it the way that Aiden did. I it- I agree with that. I think in that scenario, Aiden's message would be like a drunken hurt one, you know, yeah. like when someone you yeah. che- cheated on or broke up with, like calls you and just makes a fool of themselves. But, you know, yeah, drunk they, they think they're doing the right thing. And I agree that I think Big would immediately have one of those, like, not clever, but very big type lines in this show where it's just kind of nonsense. You know, just like, oh, I see your phone's still working. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, just like something where you, the watcher, are supposed to understand the his meaning, but he's not really saying much either. It's like, oh, Daniel Boone likes a <laughs> likes a carry or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think he would be um more I think he'd be playful, yeah. but he would be disguising it, disguising, trying to disguise his like sensitivity and hurt. Mm-hmm. Um and I bet, big and aiding. Yeah. 
I bet Big would be like in different ways. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. Like you know, I've been seeing this girl uh, Sharon. You know, too. <laughs> I feel like Big would <laughs> would try to like do something like that. Anyway, Agreed. but maybe this is all. Also, I wrote this down after like this whole scene, and I did say that an, another ancient scroll, other than saying making love, was answering machines in general. Like, yeah, I don't know anyone who has an answering machine, and I, I do. It's just outdated. But I remember as a millennial, like hating people leaving voicemails. Yeah. But now everyone leaves voice notes, so I think we're just mm. back to voicemail again. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's it, funny. Yeah, like we're just back there. It's just a more convenient voicemail. Um, I don't always like receiving voice notes. I, I feel like, I don't know, maybe I've been triggered from voicemails too long, but. If um, Carrie was I, leaving, I a, to- if Carrie yeah. was leaving a voice note for Aiden, it would be like, you have to forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> you have to forgive me. You have to forgive me. First off, that was a really good impression. That is a really good impression. That that's that whole scene, I know we're jumping ahead, was was wildly uncomfortable. You have to forgive me, Aiden. You have to forgive me. You have to forgive me. You have to forgive me. No, but you're right. Just a voice note of her. That'll be the voicemail she leaves in a voice note. Um, but okay. So because that is how the scene ends with her begging for forgiveness. And so this leads us to the, all of these little things that happen in this episode where Aiden is being very dismissive. The first instance, they are in bed oh. and she goes like, give me a good morning kiss. And he says, maybe you should brush your teeth first. Oh, I know. <laughs> cold. Cold. He's giving her such cold shoulder. Oh, my God. He's, yeah. yeah. I think the. He's so just like, it's like very clear that he's trying to be punitive. I mean, I. Yes. My carry tracker maybe for the entire episode is you notice like <laughs> yeah. she, she is insufferable in most yes. of this. And she so yes. needs to be cute and to be small oh. and to be like so that scene <laughs> in the I, I mean I as a tall no, woman, so I resent her smallness. <laughs> Same here, and I always mention it. I don't like it, but um, that scene when they're in the bathroom and he's being like definitely, you know, kind of withholding and passive aggressive, but she's doing this shtick where she shows up with the juice and is, you know, handing him some yeah. like orange juice in this kind of cutesy way. And, she has um, a nude bra on that she with wore a skirt, downstairs. Right, sure. Yeah. And then, um, and he's kind of, you know, dismissive of it. And then she's sort of talking like a kid and saying like, oh, will you help me patch up? It's going to be like a two patch day. And he's kind of like, oh yeah, my okay, God. whatever. And he's unpeeling it. And she says this thing like, you know, yes, notice how yes. good I'm doing this time. And then she says <sighs> something at the end where it's like, now I'm practically perfect, don't you think? And that's when he like yeah. smacks it on her back and that's that's uncomfortable. But she's just being so needy. And she it, even says yeah. right before that, no more cheating, yeah. right? Yeah. Which yeah. is like... Yeah. How do, but it shows her Ugh. level of like the lack of self awareness yes. and delusion that she would even say that. Yes, even say that. It, it's just and, wow. and yeah, and and the aren't I perfect type of thing. It's um, yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to watch her feel like she's doing her checks and balances. It's like. I, I don't know. It's really irritating. I agree, Audrey. Yeah, like she's <laughs> and just I, desperate for that kind of like loveiness for gold him. Gold star. That, well, yeah, that she had in season three. And now we see that she's not getting. And so she's like desperately overcompensating and trying to be so yes. cute and silly to get it back. But it just grates. Yes, it's it's hard to watch her when she um, kind of like paws at men and she kind of like climbs on them and, and rubs and nuzzles and like yeah. he's cute. And it's like a cat that won't like it's like rubbing on your leg. You're like, get out of here, cat. <laughs> and like I kind of liked when he like, <laughs> you know, kind of didn't like put the nicotine patch on. Yeah. Her. She's like, hey, that hurt. And I'm like, you're being so fucking annoying. Um, But this leads us to 
something that's said in the episode and Carrie wonders this. First off, she's she's like typing her little column. She's talking about like forgiving and forgetting as if like Aiden <laughs> doesn't read this column. And uh, the concept yeah. of like, yeah, right? Like she's like basically just airing their laundry. Um, I also, Carrie is in bed wearing jeans, which I also think is a Carrie tracker. That should be illegal. Like who the fuck wears jeans in bed? I just don't like that. Guys, the Carrie anyway. tracker is getting way too broad. We need to <laughs> No, it's it's, we need to focus on just her selfish behavior, not like we, bre- we, breathing. She's we, breathing. We can't because later on she's sleeping in just a like, like neon pink bra. And in my head, I just thought like, does this bitch have endless money to buy and stretch out all of these bras? Like who's <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. That's just when I, when I saw the jeans on the bed, I was like, who wears denim on the bed? <laughs> anyway, she brings up like forgiving and forgetting. Now, Heather Poole, one of our best friends and past guests, once said to me, forgiven, but not forgotten and occasionally used against you. And that's something that I just like. <laughs> That's and that so just like good. sums that sums up this whole episode where it's just like he cannot forget, he can't forgive, and he's using it against her. Um, well, I think that is actually I know we kind of shit on Carrie as a writer all the time, but I think she did ask a good question, which is can you ever really forgive if you can't forget? Which is essentially Heather's quote. And um I guess what I'm wondering is do you think that Carrie deserves this weird this this treatment from Aiden. He's avoidant. He's immature. It's weird. Um, do you think that she deserves this treatment after that voicemail? I mean, I Which- I think no, because I would say if you've decided to get back with Carrie, then yeah. you should have either the two of you should have had a you know kind of come to Jesus discussion that they still have not had at this point about what happened and then you let it go or even if you didn't have that discussion but you decided you know I want to be with her again then that should be accepting that you know what happened and you're gonna move forward like get past it not just be with her to kind of keep her under your thumb and punish her which is what he's doing in the early part of the episode yeah and and I can't imagine in in real life or even I guess in the show like it would be easy to get back with any partner yeah. after cheating has occurred. Like I, I'm sure it's very 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 difficult for both sides. So I just googled how many relationships survive infidelity and. <laughs> Oh, good. This is from bestlifeonline.com, so we know it's reputable, but it's the first thing, so clearly gets a lot of hits. They say 16% of couples survive infidelity. I mean, I I, I think it's very difficult to get okay. back with somebody after infidelity without serious couples. You, you said 16, one, six? One, six. Okay, I need, okay. Of couples that have had infidelity get back together, whereas most it's it's done. I gotta call a timeout, mm. Sarah. I need you to flag that question. We're gonna have Jason hop on that and actual because I want to know how is this data being collected, and he would be the one who be would be able to again. Understand. This is bestlifeonline.com. <laughs> no, but he would understand the data. I'm more interested in how they collect the data. You know, well, because participants in that survey, however, you know, factual it is. Those are, I assume, people who know they have been cheated on or who cheated and told their partner. And that's the answering. So 84% said we broke up. 16% said we stayed together. Or yeah, yeah, like found a way to get back together. It it sounds like the survey polled 441 people who admitted to cheating while in a committed relationship and found that more than half, about 55%, broke up immediately after the truth came out. Hmm. Another 30% tried to stay together but broke up eventually, and only 15-something percent survived the infidelity. Hmm. I'll have to look more into those numbers. We'll have Jason look into this. But it, I understand Aiden's why it is so hard for him to move on without talking about it. He has the right to be angry. He has the right to feel hurt, especially if the fact that Big is calling. Like, not only did, did your girlfriend cheat on you, and this guy is still in her life. So 
I understand like these behaviors. Um, he was still an asshole in this episode because there's yeah. a, a bunch of other like little um things he did, like when he was at the bar with Machina. We that we, was, that was we hard need to, to watch. devote a, a conversation to that. That is the about most shape. Yes, triggering. Yes, Forces. That's okay. Let's yeah. do it. Awful. Awful. I'm back. Where were we? I was up to three peanuts. Oh, you think you're such hot stuff, huh? Oh yeah. Uh huh. Peanuts. Yeah, Shayna here is uh, teaching me how to play jacks with the peanuts. And I'm um, at Threesies. Hi, I'm Carrie. Oh, Carrie. Hi. I'm sorry. That's, uh, that's Shayna. Hi. Can I get you a drink or? No, no thanks. I'm not staying. I don't want to interrupt the night with the guys. So, where are the guys? Okay. Let's quickly s- summarize for our listeners what happens. Aiden has told Carrie that he's having a guy's night mm-hmm. when she asks what he's up to. And she goes to surprise him or see him. This is, you know, pretexting, I guess. And she finds that it's just Aiden with the super hot new like bartender waitress, Shayna. Um, and just them. And Carrie's like, where are the guys? I, I don't see them. Where's Steve? I don't see him. And they're playing like a drinking game together. Now, they're playing uh, yeah, jacks know- and being very tasty yeah. <laughs> about it, which I hate. But continue. Yeah. yeah. Me too. It's a Me flirty too. game of jacks. Ugh. Very flirty. And she has. Yeah. I find that this actress has like facial, like expressions I don't like. It's like so overacted. I don't know. Like, what do you guys think? I, yeah, I agree with that. I can see that with her. <laughs> She's face. like I fucking the shit out of him. Yeah. And- jacks like uh-huh. it's too much uh, shana audrey what are you what are your thoughts get into it i can so, feel the passion I, I, I feel it so strong i mean this is, <laughs> i guess this is me bringing my personal baggage to this episode but so she shows up and i i have been in a situation like this with a boyfriend probably more than once where mm-hmm. Have you ever gone somewhere like you you show up they're your boyfriend but suddenly you feel like the un wanted what like the odd man out like there's clearly the, the other yes you're yeah. interrupting and so that's what yeah. Carrie looks like in this case that you know she shows up and they have this you know cutesy banter and clearly they've been hanging out for you know maybe hours by then and they have this whole flirtation going and you can see in her acting on her face she senses it and she's like oh am i am i intruding like am i interrupting like my understanding when you left the house was that you're my boyfriend and it feels like I'm distinctly unwelcome here. Why yeah. is that? And there's even a tiny moment like on rewatching it where she meets Shayna and Shayna does that thing like, Oh, Carrie. Okay. Hey, Hey, like it's, you know, shade. Yeah. The way that like women can throw shade at each other without saying much, but like Carrie knows that that means, oh, I've heard shit talked about you. You're the horrible one. Right. Because I was wondering if Shayna knew. Oh, she knows. She works at the bar. 100%. She knows. And now she's kind of like, you know, sort of wordlessly conveying like, well, I know what you did. And Carrie's kind of like, well, like, who are you? And, you know, why are you here flirting with my boyfriend? And um, I just find that yeah, I just, I hate it. And then Aiden is sort of sitting there, I would almost say, like, basking in that mm-hmm. flirtation. Yeah, or that yeah. tension between Carrie. Yeah. She, like, he's not doing anything. He doesn't introduce Carrie. She has to introduce yeah. herself. Yeah. She has to, like, pry information out of him about what happened with Miranda. Yeah. It's embarrassing she's for like, Carrie. Yeah. She's, like, hanging on his elbow, trying to get him to, like, talk to her, pay attention to her. He keeps going back to that stupid game of jacks. They're doing yeah. that thing about twosies and threesies. Like, this is the last thing I'll say. She, I've, I've given her a lot of criticism because she's insufferable. But in this scene, she is a better woman than me. I would have swept 
those jacks off that bar in a fit of rage just like just like swept the bar like toss shit everywhere like and tensies hold that man outside onto the street and been like what the fuck is going on like i i know yeah. you're up to something and like don't treat me this way like don't embarrass me I'll stop there. Yeah. And you can and no and you can tell no, in that like, scene that she knows that something's wrong. Yeah. It's like when you know someone's mad at you and they're like, I'm fine. What do you mean? And they're he's he's gaslighting her. Yeah. And you're watching her. I felt a lot of pity and a lot of sympathy for Carrie in this scene. Yeah. Again, because we shit talk Carrie so much. Right. But this was a huge like window into her humanity in which like she did fuck up. She made a bad mistake and she's being punished and it's in such a passive aggressive way. She's not able to respond to it. Mm -hmm. And it's, she also can't, she probably doesn't really want to be a bitch to him because she's like, I know I messed up. And so she's, she probably feels like maybe I kind of deserve this a little bit. Mm -hmm. And she also walked in with like the stupidest outfit on. (laughs) I wrote that down. She's, I said, great abs, but what is this outfit? She has like Like, the newsies hat on. She has this like crop top with like a low-waisted skirt so her like belly showing and then Shayna's like the archetype of chill girl yeah chill girl who like burps and watches sports with the guys yeah you know plays jacks yeah. at the bar where yeah. is yeah where is carrie going after <laughs> in that outfit like that outfit is a statement and she says like oh i just came to you know i'm just stopping by like stopping by on your way to where that's yeah that's an outfit I- yeah, I, I now <laughs> I will think say like, oh, if he she she's better than me in that all that goes down and then she leaves the two of them. I mean, I think I've made I know. I think I've made it clear that I would be a jealous hag in that situation <laughs> and like make a scene. But she she senses what's going on and is just kind of like, okay, I'm I'm gonna leave. And he's like, oh yeah. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go. But like you know. She she says in a roundabout way, like, come over later, but she takes herself out of that. I don't I don't know if I would have had that kind of self-control to just be well, like, oh, here's the thing. I think it's a bit of reverse psychology. I think actually Carrie's playing that situation right. Hmm. She's kind of like, oh, OK, you're going to you're push. you keep pushing me farther and farther and farther. You keep like giving me all this passive like aggression. Now you're pretty much on the precipice of cheating on me. Are you going to throw this all away or not? I'm going to leave you alone and see what you do. It's pretty much in your hands hmm. at that point, the way that you're treating me, like, let's see, is this a game you want to keep playing or do you want to cut the bullshit and actually like talk about, why you're upset and it takes him so long for him to be like i hate that he calls here how hard is that to say i know and then it leads us to like the such a funny scene where you know carrie's still trying to be a good girlfriend and she's <laughs> mm-hmm. walking pete and this was the funniest the line of the episode <laughs> where where samantha who's like clearly not a dog person is like why are you even walking this mongrel? <laughs> Why are you even walking this mongrel? <laughs> Why are you even walking this mongrel? Because I'm proving to my boyfriend that I am trustworthy and loving and kindly. Do not take your anger out on Pete. So watching his dog take a dump is going to make the memory of Big fade away? Couldn't hurt. Oh, come on. The dog, the waitress. I don't know that anything happened with the waitress. How much longer are you going to punish yourself? Until I'm back in the nook. You may never get back in the nook. Don't say that. Samantha is so rude to Pete. Pete did not know. <laughs> and I like, know. I'm a big dog person. Like, you're Pupper West Side. Like, you love dogs. I just thought this was so funny that, that a friend would say this about an animal. Like, you'd be canceled these days if you said something like that about a dog. But the best part of but, that scene to me is that Samantha's talking about that guy critiquing that she has, like, hair growing back after a bikini wax or after Brazilian. <laughs> yeah. Passing that old lady and she says I need a weed whacker just to find his dick like I just 
perfect timing. I know. God, I love Samantha. Like we always come back to just like how great this character is. Um, So, you know, she, you know, is, you know, talking about the wax thing there, you kind of finish up with Aiden and Carrie, Carrie, like, I guess, Pete has um, diarrhea. Yeah. Carrie's trying to fix it. She ends up putting a diaper on him and puts him. She's not a dog person. She doesn't like know how to handle this. Puts a diaper on him, which I don't even know how she went about getting like a single diaper, whatever. <laughs> Drops him off to Aiden's like job, right? Where he's like stripping things, needing her to watch Pete. And Shayna is there. And yeah. Carrie delivers a very good line yeah. in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You, I know you love doing it. <laughs> I diapered your dog. <laughs> That's it. And then what comes after that? I'm, I'm just going. Say, I'm late. Or what is she? she <laughs> oh, no. She it's, says, no, wait. She says, Audrey, what you say? Hold it. on. Because I, I wrote it down. Oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> wait, it's really it's, funny, it's actually. It's so good. And I mean, I'm totally on her side. They're talking at the cab. She <laughs> she says, you know, something to the effect of like toxic chemicals. And he's like, what? I'm taking a break. And she's like, and she just happens to be here with coffee. Like who, how stupid do you think I yeah. am? And yeah. um, she screams, I diapered your dog. And I don't <laughs> like it when he says, keep your voice down. It feels yeah. aggressive. Like I do not. Keep your yeah, voice down. And then keep your voice down. And then she goes, well, why don't you just fuck her? And then we can both be bad. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, it. that that was a very, very powerful line. And you can see it kind of hit him. And I'm I'm glad that she said it. Um Me it's too. Not passive yeah. aggressive, it's just active aggressive, but it's it's I wonder true if Shane I heard. <laughs> <laughs> she's like what for these like, please fuck me <laughs> and you know and then Aiden ends up coming over to Carrie's and he's visibly upset and I think he's now at the place where he can talk about yeah. it like he's he's going to her apartment and you know not everyone handles conflict the same way like yeah. they didn't have a ton of conflict in their relationship in which he was dealing with anger um and he he kind of admits, like, I thought about it. I thought about cheating mm-hmm. on you with her, probably to, to get Carrie back. And then this leads into, like, Carrie begging, beg, not begging for forgiveness, telling for forgiveness. Yeah. Demanding it. You have to yeah. forgive me. <laughs> it was a lot. Nothing happened. I thought about it. Do you want to come in? I'm too pissed to come in. I hate that he calls here. Nothing's happening. Or will ever happen. You have to know that, right? I would never do that to you again. Never. I don't want you to see him ever again. You can't do that. He's in my life. It's not the same way you are, but he is. Here's what's weird about that scene, aside from I, I hate you have to forgive me. Like it's 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 too much. But he, he doesn't have to do shit. He, he, right. V- very good point. And also he says, like, I don't want you to see him anymore. I, I don't want Carrie you to tracker. see him big anymore. And this is my carry tracker. Insane. She says, No, I can't do that. He's in my life now. Would you say that if you were in this? Unacceptable. Track? situation i mean that is an absurd response to what has transpired it's so absurd aiden says i don't want you to see him ever again and carrie Mm -hmm. says i can't do that he's in my life (laughs) (laughs) that's right i can't do that babe and it's like carrie are you kidding like throw the guy a bone here come on yeah this this is is leading up to my the ultimate carry tracker episode when they're upstate with big at oh yeah well we're not there yet this is just like i know we're not there yet but this is leading to it the fact that she she cannot let big go um for aiden's mental well-being and that and he he's like accepting that like he says i don't want him to ever you know i don't want you to see him ever again she's like i can't do that and it's like that's the end of it that would be an hours long fight in real life. Oh my gosh. You were actually holding those sides. 
She literally can't even meet him halfway. She's literally, he's literally like, I don't want you to see him anymore. And she's like, I can't, he's in my life. But you have to forgive me. You have to forgive me. I wrote down in my notes, like, why doesn't she just lie? Like, if that's how she feels (laughs) about it, at least just lie and be like, okay. She's done it before. At least for the moment. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) he's oh in my, my life God, like he and i are like friends like carrie like name so, one wholesome thing you've ever done with big just one great point right name one thing name, you do as like friends. we have a king bed and we are very separated <laughs> and i am so okay with that like me too if you do wake up me too. cuddled next to the your partner in the nook that's great i like that it's never gonna happen Sarah, to me. it's just not same I'm basically <laughs> building pillow walls between us, especially, especially during the summer months where it's so hot. And yeah. it's just like, don't don't be near me. Like, I'll, I'll feel heat radiating off you if you're too close. Like, please give me my space. Yeah. yeah. But, but Carrie's so small and he's so big. He's so I'm tiny. just like, oh, fuck. I know. It makes you like, want to throw up. I know. It's um. so bad. But okay. So we have like two other kind of interesting plot points, which is Charlotte um, quitting her job, which yes. is – Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then we also have the Miranda scene with another Carrie Tracker with the bagels. Yep. So I don't know <laughs> this much is we a, can, right. Yeah. So you have Miranda has conflict with two friends in this episode. <laughs> and so you have Miranda has conflict with Charlotte because Charlotte doesn't feel like Miranda is behind her choice to leave yes. her gallery job, to pursue being a like wife, to being a potential mother, and to pursuing pottery which i loved them making fun of color color the color me mine where carrie was like if i saw you at color me mine i would just keep on walking (laughs) which was pretty funny um and 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 charlotte is visibly uncertain and i Mm -hmm. think she's hoping for reassurance from her friends and they're like oh we can't give it to you i don't know i think charlotte's what 33 what what would you think if you had a friend like that's our age who's like i'm gonna quit my job to I'm thinking about quitting my job. Did you get an offer from a better gallery? No, I mean stopping working altogether. Really? Yeah. I've been driving myself crazy lately just trying to get everything done. And Trey suggested that... Trey suggested? Well, he mentioned that maybe I might quit. And I mean, really, I have just been driving myself crazy. And for what? The gallery. What has the gallery ever done for me? You love your job. I know. But there's so much more I could do with my life. I I love Samantha's advice. So where Samantha's advice goes wrong at the coffee shop for Big mm. and Carrie and Aiden, it is on point for Charlotte. She gives two mm-hmm. pieces of advice. And for Charlotte, she says, like, be damn sure before you get oh. off the Ferris wheel because the women waiting to get on are 22 perky and ruthless. Like, yes. Like, and yeah. it's not just about, you know, age or perky or whatever. The point is, this is New York. You work in a gallery, one of those fantasy jobs that very, very few, even highly qualified individuals who dream of that job ever get. The, mm-hmm. you, you know, there's not a lot of movement in that. And like, yeah, be, be aware that like as soon as you take your foot off the gas, it's going to be really difficult, sometimes impossible to get back in. And yeah. um, I think her advice is on point and like really well delivered too. I, I struggled with this because I, I think Me too. You know, Charlotte says, you know, it's okay to have a husband. It's okay to be a mom, which of course, sure. like people who are stay-at-home moms or I mean, that that is valid work and that is like insane labor that goes unpaid. Mm-hmm. In this case, the things that she was mentioning, like you know, the pottery and like the yeah. the AIDS foundation, it's I it was hard not to judge it. Well to me I feel like we're pushed to be such like career oriented women now and to be very like focused on your personal success. So sometimes it is sometimes um uh hard to just hear somebody wanting something else, I guess. I feel like she mentions those other. So first she mentions 
well, I'll be pregnant soon and that'll be huge. And then she rattles off a handful of other things, volunteering with the hospital, the pottery, you know, et cetera. But it felt like to me that mostly she's banking on being pregnant before she actually is. So, you know, putting all of her eggs in that basket that she doesn't yet have, which of course is precarious as we know. Literally. Right. Unintended. And then she's kind of adding on things to, so to kind of gloss over, like it's not just that, but in her mind, or I think if we, the way I see Charlotte, it is just that. It is just that you want to like have kids and, and you're just not comfortable saying, I, I want to drop out and be a stay at home mom. And, and I'm, and I'm okay with that decision. She doesn't have that confidence yet to like, yeah. And I'm with somebody who makes enough money that I can do that. There's like a huge privilege thing. Sorry, Gilly, what were you going to say? I was going to say that like my issue with the whole thing is, yeah, I totally agree with Samantha. It's kind of like a pre, uh, Sheryl Sandberg type of advice, you know, which is like, you know, get working young so that like you lay down a base coat, a foundation. So if you do want to have kids, you can have a, you know, a spot left for work. But I guess my issue with Charlotte and the girls is that why aren't the girls like probing or asking more questions about Charlotte's motivation? Like, mm-hmm. I feel bad for Charlotte. I think that she is clearly seeing an issue with having a baby with her husband it's not going to be easy and i think that she is making really hard tough sacrifices i think that she's decided that she wants to go all in on having kids because she's been seeing that it's going to be really difficult for her Mm. like it's not happening i know they don't really show that she's trying to get pregnant but like it's Charlotte. Like we know that she wants to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I think that her friends should be like, like, are you stressed about having kids? Like what's the motivation there? Mm -hmm. I feel like they're kind of almost playing dumb. Like, Oh, but you love your job. And like, and it's like, no, I think Charlotte's really stressed out. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And And for her to come with that decision, like without any preamble in the other episodes, it's just like suddenly she says, I think I'm going to quit my job. Like, wait, since when? And all all they really say is, you know, are you sure you're not just having a bad work week or, um, you know, Trey suggested that, like, is is that really what you want to do? But it's so clear from the way she delivers it that she's, lost a little bit or like a little bit Mm -hmm. I don't want to say maybe like she's just not she it's not a fully baked plan is how it comes Mm -hmm. across and she's just kind of saying this is what she wants to do but you see sort of the the concern behind her eyes I think she wanted her friends to help her flush it out yeah you think so Mm mm-hmm Whereas they were kind of like, what the fuck? I think she was looking for reassurance and agreement. Like, that is a good idea, Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Like, I I, I read it more as, because when she felt the pushback, that's when she got more sensitive to Mm -hmm. it. And it kind of made her question her decision. You know, the whole, like, I choose my choice. I choose my choice. Um, (laughs) Another voice note. (laughs) Yeah, another voice note. I choose my choice. (laughs) <laughs> and you know in, in in that phone call that she has with Miranda Miranda's like I have to go like some of us have to like we have to work and every person I mean I definitely have the fantasy of just being like fuck it I'll quit I can do pottery I can just relax and chill but like that is not I mean that's I, I it's just I don't know a lot of people that can do that there's definitely some um, but you know, that double income is pretty nice. And so I think there's also this, like pr- the privileged aspect that I bring up in which, mm-hmm. you know, Charlotte, they have, she's able to make that choice. Whereas a lot of women can't. Um, and I, I like how Miranda was tough on her in that phone call that she wasn't like giving in, um, also kind of a Charlotte tracker to call it like 815 in the morning. Yeah. Like, yeah. Blow her ear off. That call is bizarre where she says, I want you to get behind my choice for a candidate to replace me. Like since when, why? Yeah. As a lawyer. (laughs) 
you know, <laughs> she doesn't work in a gallery. And, um, yeah. but I, I like how hard Miranda is too, because they don't, they don't dive into this in that episode. And it was years ago, but I feel like now there's more discussion about the privilege at, at whatever income level married or partnered people have over single women. So in this case, yep. they're living in Manhattan and Charlotte is married and she immediately has, you know, kind of a a helpmate and a buffer. She can consider quitting or if she was fired, it wouldn't be the end of the world because there's someone there to pick up the financial slack. And Miranda's on the side of being like, I can't talk to you about this. I have to rush to my job where I have to, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, work whatever 18 hour days to pay all of my bills on my own and to save for retirement on my own and to handle mm-hmm. all of that alone. And um, that's true. Like it's a very different situation for um, single people. We'll say women in this case, having to shoulder all of that versus partnered people. Absolutely. And um, I kind of wish that the show got into that a little bit more. I think that if the show was on now, that would be a conversation. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, it's interesting in the end how Charlotte's interviewing the candidates and she interviews. I just cannot believe a 22 year old would have that job. I no know. Way. That, I don't even know if that was I like, had that same like note. what, it, what, what tracker is this where it's just like, this is not a reality that that 22-year-old would have that high level of a job. It's like the pre-financial no. crisis tracker. Yeah. <laughs> when I was 22, no one would pay me to do yeah. anything, even things yeah. I was qualified for. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. the, let alone get the top anywhere. Pre- even now. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, like, it's tough out there. I have to say that <laughs> this episode embodies the most Miranda Hobbs like I could possibly be. I yeah. um I have pulled out my back three times since I've turned 30 and I also sprained my ankle and I've had to have like someone helped me get up from the floor all four times. <laughs> okay. I do remember this. And this is so you as a Miranda in this episode. And, you know, for people who haven't watched the episode, Miranda is on the phone with Charlotte and is kind of like drying her hair aggressively and like creaks her neck, pulls her neck. And she's like, fuck, like this really hurts. Calls Carrie. Carrie has a meeting with her editor, so can't come and help. So she does ask Aiden to go, which like if I had to do something, would I send Dakota? May- I mean, maybe if like I really couldn't go. And Aiden is a great guy in this in this scene. This mm-hmm. was like I, this was like when Aiden's at his best. He goes to help Miranda and poor Miranda, like, you know, is just like lying there on the ground. It's such an incredible, iconic, like <laughs> sex in the city, like the yeah. bird's eye view of her, like bare ass on the red um, <laughs> shower mat. And Aiden comes in and he's super sweet. Oh, love I Aiden. loved how he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too. Um, I think he's like, oh, hey, darling. You know, like he, he's kind of acts like a Southern hey. gentleman, like nothing I haven't seen before. And he like picks her up. He said like snug of a bug in a rug. Snug as a bug in a rug. <laughs> he just like, right, like walks so her through cute. everything so calmly. Like, kind of, kind yeah. of like he has almost EMT training experience where it's like okay so this is what we're gonna do I'm gonna put this over you and then I'm gonna pick you up and it's just it's very like polite and and matter of fact and professional and there's like no jokes at her expense because she's just could not be more vulnerable at that point can you imagine big doing that of Can you imagine? Not. No, he I would mean, like I... be like he'd have his driver do it. <laughs> roll, roll, <laughs> roll, roll, go, 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 go get, get the redhead. Red <laughs> <laughs> no, but the juxtaposition be- of how like Aiden treated Miranda in this in this episode and how he's treating Carrie yeah. is like there's a stark difference. Mm-hmm. So you could see like the demons that Aiden is like wrestling with that he had, like so much anger for Carrie, but. You know, to kind of carry this the scene forward, we get Miranda and Carrie interacting the next day. And I love this is like my Mirandaism of the episode. It feels good to be sarcastic. In which 
you know, Carrie brings these bagels oh, to yeah. check in how Miranda's doing and immediately starts talking about her and Aiden. And Miranda's like, this is bullshit. These are bullshit bagels <laughs> because, like, Carrie didn't even bring cream cheese. <laughs> what did she just show? And it was, just, was just, an, just so great. Just like a bag yeah. with two dry bagels? Like, who wants like, that? H&H bagels, like, not even in, like, any sort of wrapping, just, like, in a bag. <laughs> how could you even yeah. pick up bagels and not get garnish like they basically I know ask you as you're getting that like here are these eight <laughs> things you could add to it would you like any of them and she's like nah just the bread just the bread is fine Carrie's so consumed <laughs> with it like Aiden and Shayna that she can't even think about the schmear I mean component. in that scene she comes in she makes a a like you know kind of like oh your, joke your, about the collar call, like ouch that looks hard and then <laughs> doesn't even attempt to apologize or explain why Aiden was there and not her just immediately launches into like Aiden never came over last night like Miranda's knows this backstory <laughs> she's been sleeping sitting up all night she doesn't even know what happened at the bar Carrie's just like in her own world talking nonsense <laughs> oh yeah and I just yeah Miranda calling her out was was great, great and because you you don't see Carrie being called out a lot but when her friends do it is beautiful mm-hmm. like it is necessary I feel like they they see kind of what we see the insufferability of this the selfishness um and then Carrie I think kind of admits guilt I, I don't fully remember like exactly how this scene parsed out Miranda was very forgiving I think they kind of just moved on from it. Um, mm-hmm. But even then, Carrie's like, you know, do you want it toasted? And then she's like, says something like, well, even if I even have a boyfriend, <laughs> like just rings it right back to her. <laughs> she can't not have it about her. I know. I remember that part. And she's um, like, do you have any jelly? I'm like, bitch, she does not want jelly on her bagel. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? That is like the biggest Carrie tracker asking if you have jelly. No. Yeah. Scallion yeah. oh, cream cheese or nothing. Like, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, so I this episode was great. I I'm trying to think of the 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 Samantha plot point. I don't know if it's like necessarily worthy of delving into, but if a man ever said that to me, like a hookup, done. That was really great. You're a wild man. Yeah. Hey, um mm. speaking of wild, it's getting a little too wild down there. Might be time for a wax. Samantha meets this guy in the back of a cab. They have this kind of like, you know, passionate, aggressive in in exchange. They have sex. It looks like they're having fun sex. And then when he's leaving one day, he says, um, and I quote, oh, it's getting a little uh, like looking like a jungle down there. You might want to. Yeah, something like that. It's looking looking a little wild down there. They want to like get a wax or something, which is a bold bold statement so agreed i don't care what decade like whatever grooming is in style like you you don't don't say that to somebody yeah i don't know i just thought i yeah i just thought it was so like whoa well what's interesting too is she's so outraged in that scene when he like suggests she gets a wax but then she sees him again. Like you would think that she might just be like, you, it, like she's Samantha. She, you know, can just go and like find someone else. Yeah. Who's going to yeah. be appreciative, you know, regardless, like not make those kinds of critiques. And I guess we're meant to believe that like she either wants to tell him off. So invites him over again or like that the sex is just that good that she's like, okay, I'm going to have him back. But then I'm going to tell him off, you know, because like I I want to see him again. Yeah. And I think she a a huge. Yes, she's super confident. We've talked about like, you know, alpha, beta, like what is Samantha? Um, But I think she being fuckable Mm. is very important to her. And it it provides a lot of her self-worth. And which I'm not like demonizing that like that's your sexuality. That's yours. 
for you to do with with what you will. But it was interesting at the end that she's then shaving him and she's kind of down on her knees in this like very submissive yeah. position, but having the power of the razor. Like there's a lot that could be like read into this. Um, <laughs> yeah. I would never do that. No. I would never the shave. Clean off I alone. Like, yeah. Manscape for a man? No. And also, do you think that this episode, I mean, I know nothing about that. Do you think that this is the beginning of that term, manscaping, manscaping becoming part, you know, like pe- people talked about it and that that sort of planted a seed that like, oh, you know, what if you did this? And I mean, what does he say that his dick looks bigger because of it? Like, yeah, was that maybe. happening before? Do you think this kind of prompted some of that discussion? We're going to get Jason on it. We're going to mm. look at the history of yeah, landscaping great. and get some numbers <laughs> and the sales of male grooming um, tools um, because While it's so big now. It's in the, the lexicon. Yeah. You know, people talk yeah. about it. While um, we're on the topic of Samantha, I do have a like a classic Samantha Zinger that's in this episode. I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. What is it? Which is when Carrie's explaining at brunch, big cold, and then they're like, well, what happened? And Aiden just kept going. And Samantha goes, he could keep going after that? Honey, he's a keeper. (laughs) (laughs) Carrie's like, I finished too. I had to. I haven't worked so hard on something since the SAT. It, it it was bad. It's scary. <laughs> Carrie is. Yeah. But Samantha, I know a couple of great, great Samantha lines. The mongrel line is, is just, is just <laughs> my absolute favorite. Um, okay. So fashion call outs. Oh my God. She's fashion roadkill. Anyone have anyone, any on the ready? I what got, got Gilly. Pete's diaper. <laughs> Oh my god! Get out of here with that. Pete is really cute, though. Just kidding. I I find but this that dog episode, is like clearly hyperactive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's and what is it like multiple dogs when they have you know a dog on a show? It's like six dogs. <laughs> They're choosing the most well-behaved one at that time for that That's scene. So cute. <laughs> um, I find this episode not great for clothes honestly like Carrie's yeah. always you know kind of half dressed or strangely dressed um, <laughs> yeah. just, she's like, like not dressed obviously that that bar scene like the only person that I think could you know kind of pull off that look is her I wouldn't wear it um the flat <laughs> cap is way too much too I know but with her like clearly hair extensions yeah. too. I love that you mentioned that because if a, a close watch of this show notes that Carrie's hair goes from like jaw length to butt length in a matter of like days <laughs> like it is absurd I know. but just just the idea that she's too busy to like she can't go help Miranda but clearly she applied like extensions that day it's just like what are you doing that's a great get point that done? she was supposed to she can't go help Miranda because she says I'm rushing to a meeting with my editor is that what you wore to the meeting with the editor the crop top and the flat cap the skirt <laughs> God, who knows? She just, yeah. Carrie was like a lot of fashion knows this, this this episode. My my fashion hit of the episode is just a classic Charlotte look. I loved Charlotte Charlotte's look at the end and when she's at the gallery. Agreed. Her cute oh, glasses, the glasses. Like super small. Her curls. Wait and at hair. the end, she has this like amazing black skirt, this black tank, cute bag and heels, mm-hmm. like very sexy professional. Um, and I just thought she looked she looked stunning, like a great exit, exit look. Agreed. I mean, she I enjoyed fantastic. Yeah. I enjoyed Samantha's hot pink, like <laughs> Celine Dion blazer. Double breasted blazer punching <laughs> neckline. Yeah. I like that yeah. a lot. Um all right, so you know what? I'm writing it down right now, so I don't. I'm not influenced. I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. I I've had my rating. I've had it, Audrey. You got to go should first. We, what do you? Should feeling? we all go at the same time? 
Let's all okay. count this up. And we'll I'm going to count we three, hear. two, one, and then you say the out number. Of, out of five okay. Manolas, right? Out of five Manolas. Oh, okay. okay. With any percentage you want, usually in the 0.25s, 0.5s, 0.75s. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. One, three, two, one, four, four point five. five. Four, okay. I gave it a, okay. Five. I gave it a four point five. Gilly gave it a five. And I gave it a four point five. Okay. Yeah. It was a perfect episode in my eyes. You know what? I I I definitely like could be swayed to like a four point seven five. It wasn't a full five for me. There are some fives coming, and I'm gonna save those fives. Mm, yeah, Audrey. I think what, that what's your motivation? Samantha's lack of a storyline. I think she could have had. Oh, I mean, I know that true. it's all condensed into you know whatever it is, twenty eight minutes. Right. But I think that they could have put a bit more meat on that yeah. on that storyline and like kind of flesh it out a bit more but otherwise i think it's a great episode lots to discuss yeah yeah this is yep. a solid episode and this is like season 4 we've consistently had some like highly rated episodes um and next week we have episode 8 which is my motherboard myself we've got some like great ancient scrolls <laughs> Um, and Carrie's like old ass laptop, which I just love. Um, and so, yeah. So Audrey, thank you so much for coming on again. Um, we always love your support for the pod and just your, yeah. So thank you so much for coming on and you'll absolutely come back again. You got to come back when like Aiden and her are like breaking up again, which is soon. Love to. (laughs) Um, no, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me again. It's always a, a delight. And, um, yeah, I, I love the work that you two do. I can't wait to share it further. Yay. We're so all happy right, you well, came on. Um, all right. Well, bye our little our little mongrels. <laughs> bye our little Shanas, our little Forzies. <laughs> little Shanas. Oh, Shana. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.